huge episode for you today. We're going to discuss President Trump's leaked tax returns and how they were published by the New York Times and whether or not this is as big a bombshell as the media is trying to make it out to be. Then we're going to delve into the debate that's taking place this evening. As you hear this episode, as this episode is released, it will be this evening. President Trump versus Joe Biden, hosted by Chris Wallace. We're going to go over the topics. We're going to go over what we think is going to happen, what we think is going to be said, and maybe do a little bit of a mock debate back and forth to see how we think Trump and Biden are going to answer certain questions that we imagine would be asked. Then we're going to talk about something that's sort of mysterious at the moment, but it involves President Trump's previous campaign manager and now the head of the digital marketing department of the campaign, Brad Parscale, and what's going on with him. Seems like he had an incident at his house. Seems like he's hospitalized. There's a lot of mystery surrounding the incident. And then finally, we are going to discuss President Trump nominee for the Supreme Court justice spot vacated by the death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Amy Coney Barrett. Let's get into it. Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. What's up, everybody? This is K Cartoon. This is RX Phonics. We are the Audio Apes, and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair, and our take on it, two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Go on over to Twitter, follow us at Hanging With Apes. Go on over to our website, that's hangingwithapes.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. And if you want to listen to some really good rap and hip-hop music, go to any major music streaming platform, type in Audio Apes, and our catalog pops up. It truly is the best. It truly is the best. You can follow me personally on Twitter and Instagram at Kill Cartoon. You can follow him personally on Twitter and Instagram at Rx Phonics. Very nice. So, four different topics to get into. They are all politically fueled. Uh, they all have the potential to affect the election. And they're all happening... More or less right now, as we speak, all these things are transpiring or they're about to transpire. They're very close to transpiring. What what do we delve into first? What, I mean, we got the taxes. We got the debate. We got Amy Coney Barrett. And then we have the mystery surrounding what's going on with Brad Parscale. Well, since they, they just made it official, let's talk about the notorious ACB. <laughs> it's funny you call it the notorious ACB. A lot of people, a lot of people are not going to necessarily know what that acronym is, but it's Amy Coney Barrett. But what's funny in regards to why he called it that or why he said that, why he called her ACB is because Ruth Bader Ginsburg was referred to as RBG and apparently now you have a segment of conservatives calling Amy Coney Barrett ACB, and it seems to be triggering and trolling the left drastically. I mean, this lady is not even confirmed yet, and people are already getting upset about the acronyms that people are using to refer to her. Yeah. 
what do you think of that pick? What do you think of her being Trump's nominee for the vacated spot of Ruth Bader Ginsburg? I think um, I think it, it's in line with what he said. You know, uh, a context type of judge, Supreme Court justice, um, not a activist type, not the activist type. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we talked about it last week. We said we were talking about whether it was going to be a girl or a guy, and we kind of leaned towards it was going to be a girl. But actually, I kind of take back what I said last week. Which? Because I was like, I'm kind of tired of, of people going with women and men or whatever. I am actually having a lot of fun seeing how much they're struggling to try and get an angle on her. Yeah. Because it makes them look like assholes. Well, that's the thing that we mentioned briefly last week. Yeah. Is that maybe well, you it's, said it. maybe it's yeah. not necessarily him on some identity politics type shit. Maybe... I think it's politics, but not identity politics. So I don't think he's playing the game of, oh, well, it's a woman, even though it kind of makes sense because, you know, a woman did, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was a woman. She she died. And so now you could rationalize it as I'm filling her spot with a woman. But I don't even think it's necessarily that. I think that what it is, is what you just said it's hard to get an angle on this woman because she more or less is a saint. Like if you look at her personal life, so you can't really attack her there or at very least it's hard to attack her. What's that show on Hulu? They try to connect the church that she went to with the handmaid's tale, which is a fiction. It's a fiction. Yeah. And they did some sort of demonstration outside of the Supreme court. Oh my God. It's like things like that. Yeah, but like that's like something that nobody's going to take serious. You know what I'm saying? Because the, these bitches were actually like dressed up like in the costumes from the show. Because, yeah. you know, I guess it, it's a show that, that revolves around the notion that like women are oppressed or, yeah. or they're owned and they don't have control over their bodies and all a this fictional and that. tale. <laughs> but what does she have to do with that? Like she, you know what I'm saying? And what's interesting culturally about dealing with somebody like Trump perpetuating Amy Coney Barrett is that she more or less, without even trying really, she shits on feminism because she uh, she shits on modern third wave, fourth wave feminism. And the reason that she Mm -hmm. shits on it is because... Think, cons- think and consider this. She's She really is all that is woman. Like, she's a, a, a wife. She's a mom. She's a mom of a special needs child. She's adopted other children. Amazing career. And now, more than likely, going to be a Supreme Court justice. It's like, you, you, you bitches, like, want to do this shit and, like, be all independent and not have wife, not have a husband and kids to work at, be a barista at Starbucks. Yeah. Motherfucker, I did it all and I'm on the Supreme Court. Like, <laughs> like, like, step, step your game up, get level up. Yas, bitch. Yeah. You know what I'm the saying? It, it's like, and then, and then when you see all these third wave and fourth wave super women empowerment women on social media that yeah. always that always like 
put that stuff out there and perpetuate it. Not, they don't say nothing about a woman like this who, like yeah. like I just phrased it, is all that is woman. A mom, a wife, a, a mom of a special needs child, amazing career, about to be on the Supreme Court. Like, yeah. Yas, bitch. Like, where is it? Like, 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 where, where are y'all at? Y'all, but, 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 a twerk video could come out yeah. of of your your friend at the club oh, twerking, gosh. and you're you're clapping it on. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but it's funny though because some of the strongest women I know will never call themselves feminists, and they no. are the true definition of what a feminist by the book yeah. would be. It's like they it's like, are they are yeah. the imagery that women's suffrage and first wave feminist yeah imagine could be for the future. They are that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like it's crazy. It's almost like if I just walked around and I was like, Hey, hey and I'm like talking to a group of guys, I'm like, I'm the fucking alpha. Look at me. Yeah, like, it more what, or less is that. What? I don't even know you, man. Imagine it's funny that me. you do that, and it, it it puts me in the mentality of like of of sketch comedy. <laughs> Imagine you take the profile of one of these women that's so pro women empowerment, third, fourth wave feminism. You invert it. And make it a guy that's like so about men's empowerment and being an alpha oh and everything. How society would laugh at that, but yet when it's on the flip side, it's it's okay and nobody has it, nobody questions it, nobody has anything bad to say about it. That shit is just wild, and that would be an amazing sketch. But yeah, it's it's true. Like she she definitely, god damn, and and they they they're trying, they're trying, but it's just not going anywhere. The Boston University professor called her a white colonizer. That she 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 got because the the two kids that she adopted are black. If I'm not mistaken, from Haiti. From Haiti. Yeah. Um. So he's like, don't be mistaken. This is just a ploy, basically, like a whole article. And now they're asking for him to be fired. So so with with that, <laughs> like what he's expressing. It, it almost seems to suggest that he's saying, "What well, like she adopted these kids to be her slaves or something?" Like, what are you saying? Yeah, she she's providing them more than likely, I would imagine, a life that they would never be able to have if if they stayed where they were from. Okay. So, wanna... how is she like <laughs> well, colonizing? Well, like, oh, I'll going? tell you how. Let's see. Go ahead. By his own words. So, some white colonizers adopted black children. They civilize these savage children and their superior ways of white people while using them as props in their lifelong pictures of denial while what? cutting the biological parents of these children out of the picture of humanity. Isn't it, isn't it so interesting how the left is able to make these assertions about people's psychology? It's like, so... You're essentially saying that these kids that she adopted are props and they're meant to contribute to some def degree or factor of denial or white guilt or whatever. Like, because yeah. that's like what, what he's suggesting with with what he's written. God damn it. I seen this thing the other day. It was a documentary from uh, produced by PBS is a frontline and it's called Decision 2020. And pretty much what it was about is 
Trump's upbringing as as a kid, his childhood, his upbringing, his early career, all the way into the presidency, and the same thing for Biden. So they would show a segment on Trump, and then they juxtapose it to Biden's childhood. They show a segment on Trump's adolescent. They juxtapose it to Biden's adolescence, early career Trump, early career Biden, so on and so forth. Pretty much all the way up to like where we are at currently in in both of their timelines. What was very interesting about that documentary, though, is that it was biased for one. Like you could you could very much see that any criticism that Biden got it came off more as a slap on the wrist or it was like being laughed off. You could tell that the producers of this documentary didn't take any of Biden's policies serious, whereas anything that Trump did, it was the end of the world. But what was even more interesting about the documentary is that they were doing the same thing that that Boston professor is doing in regards to Amy Coney Barrett, making these psychological assessments of the person without even knowing them so for instance this one guy that i guess he's written a book about trump but not in the not in the most uh appealing light towards trump he he was like yeah uh what you can clearly see from trump um when he's out in public with his wife or with his kids is that he is unable to connect emotionally with anybody how do you know that what what sort of like wild ass assessment is that? And then when they talked about his early business dealings, it was always, oh, he exploited, he took advantage, he did this well. Could it just be that this person like knew the tax code? Could it just be that this person had an opportunity? That would be the equivalent if you and I came across a great business opportunity in real estate and let's say the building was foreclosed on the person that owned it previously they lost it we're like oh well you you know what we think we can make something of this we think we can make it successful oh that building that made you guys a fortune you 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 exploited that poor man that lost it well no it was an opportunity that was presented but you are making a psychological assessment on people that you don't even know because you wanted to some you you want to kind of shoehorn it into your agenda of how the world works or your like fucked up as worldview and you see that they do that a lot they're doing it with her they do it with trump and i notice on the left nobody really ever tries to do that like nobody ever says oh well you know bernie sanders he's just he's just a uh a geriatric old fuck that can't get on rock so he that's why he he believes what he believes because he's he's impotent in the bedroom and he can't have sex with his wife like what like nobody's making these psychological assessments on the right it's just i don't fuck with his policies i don't fuck with his ideology that's what it boils down to but on the left they feel like they have this wiggle room to make all of these personal assessments on people that they don't know at all and then, then you find out that they're oftentimes like very far from the truth, very far from the mark. Yeah, yeah. But I think you can also dictate, well, not dictate, but you can basically analyze a lot of the left, they, they go off of emotion. A lot of the right is very logical kind of thinking. Uh, I was having a, a back and forth with a family member 
and uh, we were talking about the Breonna Taylor situation. Mm-hmm. And I just made, because th- that realization came to me because we were just not understanding each other. And I was like, listen, I, I know what the difference is. You guys go forward analyzing the law with emotion and I'm looking at it from a very logical perspective. There's no way. And like when they would try to take the logical approach, it just made no sense. It was like, oh, well, you know, if they they shouldn't have shot her or or the guy because the guy wasn't part of the, the, the warrant. I was like, yeah, but he shot at the cops. Said, yeah, but they should have went around and like tried everything in their power to to not shoot into the building and i was like yeah but they're being, being shot, shot at, at. <laughs> yeah and he's like i was like so so wait hold on hold on hold on i was like so you're telling me that if an officer is getting shot at right you know an act that could take his life or cause great bodily harm you're saying that the cops should not ever shoot back and he's like no they shouldn't they know what they signed up for and i was like what yeah oh my god <laughs> dude, dude, dude i was like listen i was like you are out of your mind. I was like, you are out of your mind, and there's really no argument here. There, there's no moment that we're going to agree. I was like, this is insane. I don't even think people on your side of the aisle no. would ever agree to something that wild. And he was like, <laughs> like looking around like, what? And he's like, no, man, they know what they signed up for. Honestly, I, like, no. I think you could get AOC, Inan Omar, uh, Rashida Tlaib, and like the person saying some shit like that, like they could be all four of them. The person who's saying what you, what you're saying, they said, or a person like that saying that. Yeah. Rashida Tlaib, Inan Omar, AOC, and they could all be on their squad shit. And then that person come out with that shit. You hear a record skip, and all of even they look at him like, oh, like what the fuck? They give that person the look <laughs> that Mike Myers gave Kanye when Kanye said George Bush doesn't yeah. like black people. <laughs> Like, dude, what are you doing? What is this? So then, well, that's what happens. So you take the emotional route, you start throwing logic out of the argument. Yeah, and then it's okay. And, it, and and you then you don't even well the person that's being that emotional, they no longer even have the capability to get logical because your your whole viewpoint is so muddied with the emotion and yeah. And the, the the passion of the argument. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. But that's a big problem because money talks and bullshit walks. So if you have a culture, an economy, a country going in a direction where certain results are being yielded, it becomes harder and harder to get people to lean towards the argument of emotion when they know that their pocketbooks are getting fatter. They know that the equity on their house has gone up. They know they can buy a better car now than they could have four years ago. You know what I'm saying? It becomes a lot harder for a person that's experiencing this degree of, of success, if you want to call it that, to to like step back and be like, all right, well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna rock with all this like overly emotional stuff because at the end of the day, people care, but they only care to an extent if they care yeah. at all. Really, once it boils down to like what what they're getting, what what's being afforded to them by certain policies, 
they change. And so I noticed that a lot of times when you were getting those like very heated and passionate, illogical arguments, it's typically from... It's like it's not a it's not an establishment like it's not the establishment of the left that gives those arguments it's yeah. sort of more the fringe and yes. and because in the fringe that's more so where you find the people that are for whatever reason not satisfied with their current standing like for whatever reason it, yeah. it may be they're not there's something not they're not satisfied with it because you get like a general sense of like when you're talking like establishment, uh, Republicans, establishment, Democrats, and you're not talking about the fringe. Generally, what you get there is like people that are pretty content with their lives, but they're they're more of the sense of, well, this could get better. This could get yeah. better. That's kind of where we stand. We argue about it, debate about it. But then when you get more towards the fringe, that's where you get the real heated, animated arguments but it typically comes from a place of of like not being content with like where you you stand in in society or in life or whatever the case so now, now in this case go ahead do you think uh the left is is becoming a victim of of, of that as opposed to the right because i mean the right has like the 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 alt-right identitarian politics too but it's not they're definitely nowhere near as loud yeah you know what i'm saying but i mean the well the left has become a victim of it because they're the ones that are are on that mostly but they're also it also they could also like unknowingly be be becoming a victim of what also comes with that which is this notion that it's like well you're crying and and your your boisterous loud back and forth is only going to take you so far at a certain point you have to realize that people only care so much about this stuff especially when you have like things getting better economically and everything like that it really does change that stuff because like I said, for as much as people say they care about this stuff, yeah, it's very easy to post, you know, a picture of Ruth Bader Ginsburg because she just passed away. It's very easy to post a picture of George Floyd. Oh, fucking Black Lives Matter, all that stuff. But that whatever it is that you're posting, it really doesn't compare to your own life and like what you think is is benefiting you and everything like that. So I think they could become unwillingly be becoming a victim of their own like of like it's like of this situation that they're creating and they keep pushing yeah yeah and it's 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 hurt them because i mean i've heard biden say see the thing is with biden and kamala they they've been just reactionary the whole way through mm -hmm. we'll just stay quiet because silence will help and, and you know what? Actually, when we talked about Kamala when she was picked, we said, oh, she's going to be the livelier one. She's in the basement with him too now. Yeah, that's... What the fuck happened? That was That's very surprising. We definitely were wrong about that because I really thought that she was going to be the bullhorn for that campaign. Yeah. I'm thinking, 
all right, she's going to be out there pretty much like anything that she sees Joe Biden struggling with in terms of messaging. She's going to like try to clear it up. She's been in the basement too, but I think it's because the whole thing sort of switched up on them. If you notice, and, and remember like around the time where Kamala Harris was first picked, their campaign strategy was pretty much Biden from the basement doing his little live streams. He didn't plan on campaigning. Yeah. And if you notice his campaign events, they don't look very well put together. They don't look, they never really have a lot of people because you could tell this shit is like, they're doing it on the fly because they never plan on him going to these places that he's now forced to go to because Trump turned up the notch on his I don't give a fuck and it's like, well, yeah, I'm going to do a 30,000 people rally. I'm going to... And then and what's so funny about it yeah. is like you're getting Trump getting 15,000, 25,000, 30,000 people at his rallies and I remember back at the whole like the Tulsa thing where we were kind of concerned like, damn, was it 6,000? Was it 12,000? People didn't show up. It yeah. was kind of bad. Now, yeah, fucking- he totally turned that whole thing around yeah. and I think... That Tulsa thing more or less set up the speed for the Biden campaign to be like, oh, yeah, you see, people are not going to show up. People don't give a fuck about that shit. And so now we can we can do these live streams. And then now Biden is forced to get on the campaign trail. So it changes everything because nobody's going to give a fuck about what Kamala has to say from a live stream when Biden is in Pennsylvania, when Biden is going to Ohio, when he's going to all these places. He's forced to do that now. He doesn't have a choice. No. And what's and what's interesting about that is him on the campaign trail, it's fatiguing him. The other day he had what they call, I never heard of it. Trump even made a joke about it. I think he was in Ohio at the time oh, yeah. doing a, a, a rally. He said, oh, Biden has a lid day, a lid day. He's like, I've never heard of this. What is that, a lid day? And I never heard of it either. <laughs> and apparently it's a day where... The, the presidential candidate will not take questions. He will not do a live stream. He will not put out any messaging. He yeah. will not be on the campaign trail. What? In what <laughs> world can you do that less than 40 days from an election? Like, in yeah. what world can... There's no... Maybe some months ago, you could have a lid day like five, six months ago. The elections around the corner. There's no lid day, and Trump needs Trump to recoup sleep <laughs> on some uh, on some big baby shit. Trump, <laughs> Trump even mentioned that he's like, yeah, he's like, this guy has a lid day. He's like, I'm over here working my ass off. He, I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> yeah, I did. And and people cheered, and, and 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 they were uproarious about that because that connects to the American way. That yeah. connects to this idea that. Well, you work for what you want. You don't soft step it. And that's what you have Biden doing. Because even when he is on the campaign trail, like I was saying previously, there's no energy. It's not well put together. There's hardly any people there. And then he he still, even with all of that, he still doesn't know how to connect. Did you see the whole thing in Kissimmee, Florida, with play, him playing Despacito? Oh God! Off, yeah, and then the, and then the meme, <laughs> the, the, 
or the was it like a, the little clip that uh that was edited? It's like he puts the the thing is this fuck the police. Yeah, and then and then the 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 mainstream media had the nerve to say, oh well, um, uh, this is doctor. Did he did not? We know. Really- Duh. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. It's like come on, man. We know this. It's a joke. It's supposed to be. You made an ad unwillingly, but it it it, it didn't it didn't pan out. And it was funny though, because even uh, Tim Pool had uh, sometimes he has like uh, a couple people talking, like not not his usual mm-hmm. episode where he's just breaking some shit down. It's like it's kind of like more podcast type, kind of like what we're doing here, you know, like when Vince comes or something. Yeah. And, and there was this guy that's always voted left, and he's like, yeah, he's like, I can't even get behind this dude. He's like, build back better. He's like. It's like you really like. Why don't you just say "Make America Great Again"? It's like you just really want to say that. That's yeah. what you want to say, and it's true. Like everything, it, it's it's not really like original. Build back better. Like so, you're saying the same thing that Trump's saying, but not as catchy. Yeah. So it, no, the, you don't have the swag accompanying. No. It. Yeah. It's just it, fucking B in the beginning of every word. You think that that's gonna work? It has to be. You know, even even like I said, I've, I've I've given props to Obama. Hope, change, it's a pretty universal thing. Simple, yeah, yeah easy to push. Yeah. Now, we just more like we 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 talked about how the left seems to be struggling with Amy Coney Barrett. They they want to attack her, but they're struggling to attack her. So the, that's more or less a uh, a check in the plus column of Donald Trump, and. I think it's safe to say that you have a check in the plus column of Trump when it comes to the campaign trail. But now we get into the taxes situation. The New York Times released some of his tax returns. uh, And my man is a billionaire, but in what was it, 2016, 2017, he only paid 750 dollars not seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars yeah not seven thousand five hundred dollars seven hundred and fifty dollars total what the fuck (laughs) i don't know how the new york times got their hands on that but it's i know it's gonna be a big bad situation especially if trump wins re-election that shit is gonna get investigated to the fucking t and fucking heads will roll. But in the meantime... Well, yeah, because that was illegal. Yeah. Giving that information, that is illegal. So. Yeah. So in the meantime, though, with what was discovered from these tax returns, what are your thoughts on that? And how do you think it's going to affect him, the campaign, the election, so on and so forth? Um. Well, on a logical level, it makes sense. Him being kind of... Playing, playing the tax code to his advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of those laws, though, uh, were placed not only by certain Republicans, but during the Obama administration, during the recovery, mm-hmm. during the recovery uh, uh, timing of of the of the economy, where like you could pay, you, you could basically name your losses ahead of time, mm-hmm. which I think Trump did. Which is which is why? Because I think before that there was like seventy mil that he made from uh, from The Apprentice, which he paid like no, actually he made more, and I think he might have paid seventy mil in taxes those two years, and then after that, 
there was also a video that uh, Vince had that he placed. It was by like kind of like a tax expert, and it also depends because he he gives his whatever he makes from the White House, whatever that like salary is. He donates it. He donates it, but from what she said. And from what the guy said too is like we really don't know unless we actually see it for for real, like what exactly is going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we don't know, but it was a lot of headline for not anything illegal happening. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I I this think headline was like some Nixon shit to like the way they made it seem. And I I think Ben Shapiro phrased it best. He's like, the one word missing from all of this tax stuff going on is illegal. There's nothing, there's nothing yeah. illegal about it. It's like, say what you want about the situation. There's nothing illegal about it. I agree with that. I do think, though, this is one of the punches that the left has thrown that... I don't know if I'll say it will land, but I think it definitely has the potential to land. And the reason why I think that it has the potential to land is because there are a segment of people out there that understand taxes. If you're involved in business, if you have investments, these are things that you understand. You and I understand that because of our endeavors and anything like and, and everything like that. But I think it, it's a little bit harder at times for your traditional W-2 employee to understand because they have a lot less control over yeah. what they pay. So you kind of look back at this idea of like, damn, like dude only paid $750. I'm over here paying thousands. Yeah. It's like, oh, man. And then... Now, if you have Biden with the whole, oh, this is a campaign, this is an election of Scranton versus Park Avenue, you kind of have the opportunity to like bolster that sentiment. Yeah. But you played a clip earlier from when Trump was asked about his past bankruptcies and he was asked about it by Chris Wallace. Yeah. And he answered it very well. Like he he answered it in a way that I think could make people understand. But that was about bankruptcies. Yeah. This is about taxes. Now, the Trump campaign, though, I think they would be wise and it would behoove them to lean on the notion and lean on the fact that, well, this, there's nothing illegal about what took place. Yeah. Coupled with this was the Obama administration tax code. Yeah. This is not the Trump tax code. It's not like I created a tax code and took advantage of it. Yeah. This is a tax code that was already in place. Stick. You have to stick to that messaging. Yeah. I did not because because there's this the the media could try to conflate this idea that oh well Trump created a tax code that he took advantage of to try to take advantage of people's ignorance. Yeah. Yeah. But if you stick to the idea or you stick to the messaging that well this tax code was already in place. I just took advantage of it. Nothing illegal took place. That's very good. An another thing that I think is good, and I don't think this this is this is necessarily what people wanted, but I think it's sort of like this weird, like 
Republican merger that has the opportunity to happen between like the the more middle class Republicans and like the establishment, more elite Republicans. I've never seen so many establishment Republicans coming to the defense of Trump. Yeah, <laughs> because they're on they're all on that shit. They don't like dude personally. He uproots yeah. everything that they're about culturally. Yeah, but as far as the taxes, they're on that same shit. They don't want they don't want heat coming down on this type of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? So that's the other good thing about that is that you might get you might this might actually to to a certain degree help garner some of the more establishment Republicans that wouldn't have fucked with dude initially. Because to, to, Romney. See, to see how he navigates yeah. this situation, because this this isn't this this isn't the first time that they go off of this notion. Oh, you don't pay taxes. You, they played that game with Mitt Romney. I think the difference here is Fifty Cent. I mean, Fifty Cent. Trump is like Fifty Cent in the sense that he he already established that like I want all the smoke, so you can say whatever you want. I'm just gonna talk shit. And then and then when asked about like that clip that you were talking about. When asked about his bankruptcies and how how can that how can your bankruptcies make you a good president to run our economy, it was a very matter of factly, very like, well, I mean, well, what do you think that out of a hundred business deals, four bankruptcies, it's going to kill me? Like this, it is what it is. And then Chris Wallace, who will be, uh, he, he is he the only moderator for this first for this debate, for yeah. this first debate. He kept pressing, and he's like, "Well, what about the investors? What about the investors?" And then Trump was like, "These guys the are lenders, yeah. yeah, yeah, oh yeah, the, the lenders." And he's like, "Well, the, you keep talking about the lenders like they're like some babies. It's like these are stone cold killers. They're killers. Like it, it happens. Like, what do you want? Like, I left because everything was going to go bankrupt. I mean, now I'm looked at with respect because I, they saw that I left first, and then everyone else fucking went went, <laughs> went awry." So it's like you have to kind of, in, in a way, take that approach. Yeah. Don't go too hard. But like you said, have a have a meticulous game plan on how you're going to handle it and then yeah. let Trump be Trump. And yeah, and like you, you have more or less a, a few templates of, of more, I guess if you want to call it like the justification as to why the taxes were the way they were. Yeah. You stick to it and regurgitate it and then just be prepared to for whatever Biden is going to try to counter with it. The th- thing that with with this particular thing and I I do kind of I guess like I agree with what you said in the sense of of in pre-production you mentioned you said something along the lines of like you could see that they're they're desperate because it's, yes. you know, like this attempt of to try to like drag him down with the taxes. I mean, let's break it down, actually, because that's just this is the latest. The CIA, the FBI, Wood, what's, what, Woodward, Bob Woodward, Woodward, Russia, collusion, nothing. You have nothing like yeah. impeachment, nothing like you literally had agencies yeah. Looking into this motherfucker in all angles. Um, Obama had the FBI on your ass. Somehow, I don't know how the media skips that part. Like you used the FBI to spy on Trump. Good lord. But then the Ukraine shit—that shit's like nothing. 
with, well, with Biden. Well, that that's what's so crazy about it is like the 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 complete and utter bias because they won't talk about the shit going on with Hunter Biden. They won't talk about any of that stuff. And yet this that which is like way more minuscule, like when it comes to like on the level of integrity, this is a more minuscule thing than the shit that Hunter Biden seems to have been involved in. You won't even touch that. Okay, fine. You won't touch that. Dude, I grew up in the hood, man. Like we oh yeah, people are going to cook their books. Oh, this is my kid. This what? Yeah. This is my dependent. We so this is something that's also not like common knowledge that people try every which way to pay less taxes. Everyone tries to pay less taxes. Yeah. So that's something that's it's kind a of a commonality. It's a universal thing. Yeah. I just think that 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 seven hundred and fifty dollar number Frog. could could affect yeah. him negatively if the left plays it properly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But the other thing, and going back to the point that I was making about about them sort of being desperate, it makes you wonder: Is this their 2020? version of the 2016 grab them by the pussy moment because if it is then that's not good for you because this doesn't make the waves that that makes because remember it came out like was it didn't it didn't it come out right before the second debate i want to yes. say yes so this is coming out before the first debate i think that came out before the second debate so it seems like they try to like throw that at right. certain moments yeah. and it makes you wonder it's like well if this is like what you had tried to do with the ground by the pussy tape back in 2016, you're trying to do that now with this. This is a way more pathetic attempt. And I don't know if it's going to stick, especially when, like you were saying, all that stuff that you mentioned, that whole list of things that they've thrown at him, you're constantly throwing stuff at the dude. It doesn't stick because you don't even give it a chance to stick because... The the stuff the 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 Bob Woodward stuff. To be honest, if the left played it right and the mainstream media would tone down their attacks, they could probably still keep that shit going because I mean there's still technically a pandemic going on. Yeah. But it's so forgotten that yeah that it's like, well, how long is this gonna be the flavor? Because yeah, it's really not even trending that high on Twitter anymore. No. So now it makes you wonder, it's like, well, yeah, I think it has the potential to be a hit that lands, a punch that lands, but if you're they don't play it right, it's just going to fizzle out like everything else has. Yeah, and, and the thing is that you have to have a certain amount of poise and finesse to be able to do that, and I don't think that they, uh, that the left, uh, and I'm not blaming this on Biden and Kamala, because they're the candidates, but I think that the left has done a very terrible job of letting the fringe just go go off the handles and so now you have to worry about will people care about the taxes when these motherfuckers start rioting when she gets confirmed you know what i'm saying yeah, when she yeah. gets confirmed motherfuckers are gonna riot we know that because people are rioting because just because <laughs> you know what i mean so so you have to think like all the things that are going to get in the way yeah. in the next what how many days are left 30 Less than 40. Days. Yeah. Less than 40 days to the election. That'll happen. And 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 unfortunately for the left, really right now, 
we live in a social media era where everything has this 15 minutes of fame and let's move on. Yeah. Yesterday was the, the Rock. You know? Uh, oh, The Rock. I'm with Kamala and I'm with Biden. No one gives a fuck today. Everyone cares about that the taxes. Shit, that shit dropped so low on the trending list when the, when yeah. this whole tax debacle is like, yeah, never cared, Rock. Yeah, yeah, like this. So now the taxes. And then who knows how he'll handle that tonight for the for the debate. That'll be that'll be something else. And then it's just too... I mean, I will say this: they timed it, and it wasn't on. It wasn't like it wasn't on purpose for yeah, sure. They it, put it, it. It was. It was timed. But my thing. That's yeah. why I liken it to the the grab him by the pussy moment because yeah. that was timed also. Yeah. But is is this your version of that sort of attempt? Because this is a way weaker version of that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And another thing, I think. To be honest, while it is trending, I think for a lot of people, taxes are kind of complicated and 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 difficult to understand. So I think there's a lot of people out there that don't really know how to feel about this because if yeah. you notice when that shit started like if the the story first broke and people were going crazy talking about it, you had like a few different narratives going on from the left that didn't really correlate with one another. You had the one the one narrative, like the Biden narrative. Oh, this is an election between Scranton and Park Avenue. So essentially what you're saying is this is an election between the working class and rich, elite, millionaire, billionaires, right? Yeah. But then you had another segment of the Twitter sphere, social media, mainstream media, and that segment and it was even there was even a hashtag trending hashtag trump is broke so then you had this segment of people saying like oh well trump is a fraud he's broke this that and the other well those two narratives they don't correlate at all you you have a segment say of the outrage mob saying that he's broke and then yeah. you have a segment of the outrage mob saying oh look at the rich taking advantage they don't pay pay taxes well which one is it? Because those are two different people. You got a one that's broke, and then you got one that's a billionaire. Yeah. And you're so. How do we, like, if you and I were were against this shit, and I'm on the hashtag Trump is broke side, and you're on the Scranton versus Park Avenue side, how do we march together when like you're? Yeah. It's a totally different view of this guy. I'm over here calling him a fraud because he's broke, and you're over here is like, no, he's he's the fucking. The, the the bourgeoisie fucking taking advantage of the proletariat. Well, yeah. How? Well, how? So I think that's another thing that's gonna cause it to fizzle out, because I don't think there's gonna be able to be a lot of solidarity, because I don't think a lot of people really understand this shit. Yeah, it's it's too again. There's no finesse. There's no poise. There's no like oh let's all like have a clear message, and start rolling out ads. Boom, boom, boom. It's just it's just like blurting out anything to just make Trump feel bad and I say well it's not gonna work it didn't work the last four years and before that yeah so you you guys have to get it together get these ads together and 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 do what you have to do but I don't know man I don't know I, I just don't see concentration I see just like I see like just like a demon like like getting 
<laughs> like, 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 like you threw him in a vat of acid and he's like doing everything to claw out. But like, it's just like erratic. And it's like, bro, you're going to, you're just going to fizzle out. So you might as well just like stop. And it's just no, like you said, it's, it's all just jumbled all together yeah. into like this package that you really don't know what the fuck it is. Couple that with the fact that now, because, because again, we haven't even went over the, the fact that there's three debates. So three debates plus the, the confirmation for ACB. The, and then him heavy on the campaign trail. Yeah. Now, before we get into the, the debate, the topics and everything, this Brad Parscale situation. Oh, yeah. It, it seems to be shrouded in mystery. Like It's like you were telling me that you read reports that it's like right now he's like involuntarily hospitalized. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe he had maybe he had a breakdown. Yeah. There's there's reports out there that he tried to hurt himself with a weapon, stuff like that. Does that hurt the campaign in any way? How do you how do you um, analyze that? It's definitely horribly timed, especially for now. Uh, You know, basically a month in. This is the, the, the stretch. And it's like you need your digital guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is so I would hope that Brad Parscale had like a good team assembled to to kind of mm-hmm. run smoothly. Or was it what is it, Bill Bill Steffian or Stepian, yeah. the campaign manager, has somebody lined up to to take over. Yeah, like like it's gonna be you know right now. You just have to keep that magic rolling. I'd actually, well, I don't think that you could reach out to them, but you know who would actually be helpful? In a way, I think James O'Keefe. I think he, 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 he's done like, it's crazy because like you could tell he's independent. So, so it's harder for him to actually have a, a, a team assembled, but like, what, what does he have? Yeah, because I, he well, he but tends the thing, to the, he's real good with his whole like you know the whole Project Veritas stuff. Yeah, but the thing with him, he's more uh he's a journalist like yeah. that. It's so investigative. It's like less marketing, more investigative, like yeah. getting down to the truth. So I, I would imagine he because of the way he operates, he'd have good ideas. But I don't know if he's necessarily the one to take over. Yeah, that position if that position needs to be taken over. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I, I necessarily wouldn't want him manning that position, but like maybe seeing what 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 we have, maybe grassroots. Like, because I I think he's looking heavily into the mail in ballot stuff. Yeah, he is. So what could we do? Like, I would actually maybe sit down and be like, what what information is there here? Yeah. So we could start. So you could start kind of like masking your your problem here, and then seeing if 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 again if 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 Brad Parscale had like a good solid well fine-tuned machine already kind of rolled out just kind of keep that going yeah and 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 then you know obviously the last thing we would want for anybody whether it's on the left or the right if you had a mental breakdown is to like oh i gotta jump back in no 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 relax take care of your health first but it is like the worst timing for something like that to happen just because of like what's at stake here but uh, hopefully speedy recovery for him. And I guess we'll see what... Because, uh, man, they've been on point. They have been on point. 
I mean, and, but the thing is too, and, and this is what what I think helps uh, Trump. And I think that you 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 made a very valid point a couple of of, of episodes uh, ago about like uh, Trump just has this following that they just start creating memes like they, they yeah. just really he has that push his his Baker Street irregulars yeah do a lot of the online work for the campaign yeah because they you know they'll take video I mean to be honest for for hanging with apes and our social media's uh, accounts. We've done some of those yeah. videos and 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 put some of them out and and you know kind of meme them with clips from movies and stuff like that. Which I don't know if you notice, but it's since we're on the topic on the highlight that I created on our on the um, the Hanging with Apes uh, Instagram. Yeah. Which you follow us at Hanging with Apes on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. But uh, we're everywhere. I created this highlight of it's like uh, of a bunch of Biden gaffes. They Instagram pulled them down. Get the fuck. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, they're not they're not on there anymore. And and so it's one Pulled of those fast things. one, huh? Pulled a fast one on us. Yeah, yeah. I think one of them is still there, but it's like the, the way that the part of it that they left, it's like you don't even really know like what he's referring to because it, it kind of it was part of a it was like part of a collection so because it's only that one and the the surrounding ones are not there it's just it's like nothing um interesting so jumping into the final segment of the episode we're going to just briefly go over the debate and the topics and just kind of you know we'll have a back and forth as far as like how we think they'll answer certain questions that will more than likely be asked. So Chris Wallace from Fox is going to be moderating the debate. And the subjects that they're going to go over is Trump and Biden's records, the Supreme Court, COVID-19, the economy, race and violence in our cities, and the integrity of the election. So we'll start off with Trump and Biden's records. Obviously, we kind of had a whole segment just now of a big chunk of what they're going to talk about Trump's records in terms of the taxes and everything like that. How do you how and when we also more or less discussed like how we think Trump would talk his way out of it and everything like that. What like is that a winnable topic for Trump considering? If if he plays it right, that's that's probably one of the easiest. The records, yeah, the records. Because I mean, a lot of people they they fall for like whatever the the media wants to push. Remember when he was like, "Listen, you know what? I'll give amnesty to some immigrants if they get into get, if if they like serve in in, in um, the military and stuff like that." So on a, on, a, on a lot of points to the left, that's why he's not really like super. He, he's a he's a pretty moderate president. So I think I would juxtapose a lot of the stuff that I was like, well, you you know, I try to do this, you guys don't, because you guys hate me. You do this, and then not only that, foreign policy. Come on, that's not even. Yeah, it'd be a joke to compare so, foreign policy. So so what you're, what it sounds like you're saying is that, whatever they try to bring up. 
as far as Trump's personal record, so like you got the taxes, you got you grab him by the pussy, like all of that stuff that that he's done in the past. Yeah, he has enough ammo in terms of his record as president and his accomplishments to easily win that. Yeah, I I, I agree with that because yeah. for as much as you want to get into his the personal aspect of things, we're not voting for that. We're yeah. voting for a president. And like Trump puts it, he's done more in 40-something months than Biden has done in 40-something years. You know, you you bring up a very good point, and I'll tell you why. Against Hillary, Trump was an outsider. Now, he's a president. You know what I mean? Something Mm -hmm. that Biden has never been. So this is actually a different angle for him because it's like, I've seen some shit. You were vice president. I'm the president. Yeah, I, I know... Washington now I know how this works and you accomplish nothing and I've accomplished all this stuff in these three well four years that I've been here yeah um the Supreme Court we don't even know what the fuck Biden has yeah I think that I think that's incredibly winnable yeah for Trump I think and the reason why I think it's winnable is because you have Brett Kavanaugh you have Neil Gorsuch Two guys that are bound by the text of the Constitution don't necessarily vote just because they don't vote in the direction that Trump wants them to vote just because he appointed them. Yeah. They've shown that. The nominee that he has picked now is the same way. Coupled with the fact that there's nothing in the Constitution that says that Trump can't nominate somebody in an election year because that's what Biden is going to go with. Biden is going to go with this no, the 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 idea that oh well Ruth Bader Ginsburg's dying wish was that the next that that uh, the she wouldn't be replaced to the next president, which we don't even know if that shit's true or not. But but that's what they're going to go with. But really, other than that, I don't really know what what Biden has. The other thing, well, one thing I one thing I will say that I'm pretty sure he has is because we pretty much know that if Amy Coney Barrett gets confirmed in her tenure, in Neil Gorsuch's tenure and in Brett Kavanaugh's tenure, this idea of Roe versus Wade getting overturned is very possible. Yes. So I'm pretty sure Biden is also going to lean on that. Yeah. Which... I think that maybe with the women vote could hurt Trump a little bit. Yeah. But how much of the women vote did he gain by nominating a woman? You know what I'm saying? So yeah. you got that too. So it, it, it's 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 a interesting. It's interesting, but I would say that particular topic is is more balanced because even yeah. though we don't know. What well, originally we said we didn't know what Biden had, but now as we talk about it, it's like you could see certain angles that he takes with that particular topic. Yep. Um, COVID nineteen. That's tough because yeah, that one's not going to be. I mean, I I don't think Biden has a lot of ammo either, but I think you being the president and COVID-19 happening under your watch is never going to be good for you. It's never going to be good for you. And the way that it's been spun, like if you've handled it so poorly, when the reality is 
he hasn't. I mean, he did. He did. And and, and I think that's going to be his meal ticket with that particular topic is you got to stick to the fact that when you were doing the travel ban f- with China, Biden was saying that that shit was xenophobic. Pelosi was saying, oh, come down to Chinatown. The York in New York was saying, oh, there's nothing to worry about. So yeah. you stick with that. Also, you stick to the wartime mobilization that took place in terms of nobody died from a lack of care. The yes. numbers are going down. Also, I would imagine you would want to stick to, like, kind of politicize it a little bit. Stick to the notion that red states overall are doing better yeah. Then blue states, so you want to stick to all of that. Oh, and I'll give you this too. He's asked on a constant basis about it. He's about always it. doing pressers about it, so he's a lot more prepared. Yes. Now, before we get into the the last two, to- well, last three topics. Um. Well, before we get even move on, what do you think Biden goes with as far as COVID nineteen? Well. Biden Biden's criticism of Trump is um it's very lacking in the sense that like a lot of the stuff that he says oh it could have just been handled better it could have just been handled better again we're not getting what exactly you would have done differently we're not getting yeah you know like I, I, just a lack of information from uh, from a lot of aspects again the Supreme Courts you don't even have a list yeah uh you take questions and then all of a sudden, you know what? Time out. You know, so so it's it's very hard because we really don't know policy from him, like what approach he would have taken or how he's gonna counter Trump because all you all you're saying is, Oh, well it's just two hundred people are dead because yeah. because you know, you uh, of course he'll use the Woodrow or the Woodward uh, leaks. I uh, know yeah, that for the sure. The whole thing about Trump saying yeah, he downplayed it or whatever the case. And, and you'd be dumb not to. I'd be like, you said it was airborne. You said it. Like you, you literally knew how bad this was. Like that's how that's the approach I would take against Trump. And you lied to people. Um, and and I, and then if if I were Trump, obviously it's like, well, what do you want me to panic people? You know. So it, it, it's it's hard, but I would obviously use that because I mean it's too easy not to. And and you and you gotta win. Does in in your analysis assessment of Chris Wallace, does he press both the same? Yeah, I I think so. I think uh, I think Chris Wallace tends well with with Hillary. He tend or. Did he do a? Yeah. No, no. Yeah, he did. He did yeah. do a one with Hillary because I'm thinking about the one when the primaries, which he also did. Um, he tended to press Trump a little bit more. Yeah. Than everyone else, but Trump was able to handle him with pretty much, like w- with ease. I feel like when Trump gets pressed, you get the best Trump. I think so. You yeah. get. You definitely get the most candid Trump. You get the Trump that his voter base seems to be very enamored by. And also, even if he presses Trump a little bit harder, Trump is so used to it yeah. versus all we've had from Biden on the campaign trail, live streams, interviews, is softball questions. Yeah. What happens to Biden 
when he gets pressed. We don't know. Yeah. We do not know. And so <laughs> even if he goes 100 on Trump and 70, 65 on Biden, Trump is so used to getting it all the time no. that he's going to be knocking out home runs. And Biden, he might strike out with the first few questions because he has not been pressed at all. And even though to whatever magnitude he's getting pressed is to a much lesser degree than Trump. Not only that, uh, a couple of the last interviews, uh, the one with the with the female, I saw it on uh, on Twitter today. It was so bad. And he didn't know where he was. And then she had to finish a sentence for him. You don't want to do that around Trump. You know Trump is going to make fun of you. You know Trump is going to use that he's as example. Yeah. Off of it. I don't know. Shit, Chris Wallace might press him on that. Like, yeah. you're not answering. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that that's that that's gonna be interesting. Last three topics. I think this one. I mean, the, we don't even got a bat an eye on this one, but I'll still put it out there. The economy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, like I think that's. I mean, just some some real quick like flash in the pan numbers. Uh. Uh. uh with Trump's economy, it, it, you had the lowest black unemployment in history, the lowest Hispanic unemployment. You had the stock market booming. You had wages going up. Uh, you had GDP going up. Uh, you had Trump. More jobs. Trump and Pence have gained more jobs in the, the virus than Obama and Biden did in like four years, so it's like so that's yeah. It's, I don't think that's even yeah. Tax code to the tax reform one hundred percent, and then the next one. I don't know how to feel about this. I I wouldn't say not that I don't know how to feel about it. I think this next topic is is more so about how Chris Wallace ask the questions and what exact questions he asks race and violence in our cities yeah because you could ask the question you could ask it in the sense of oh well you're the leader you don't denounce any of this stuff you're the cause of it and then that could hurt trump but you could also ask it in a way of like well where are are these riots and the looting taking place well they're all in left-ass cities yeah. So how do you ask that question? I I think that's what it boils down to because there's there's really two sides of that and people on on each side of that coin look at those situations very differently. Like you have one side of the coin of people looking at it like, "Oh, well, you got to understand people are mad. You got to you got to understand yeah. the injustice and everything like that." Yeah. And then you got the other side that's like, "Well, these are businesses. This is life. This is society. That's fucking stupid. That has nothing to do with cop shooting people." So, I think that really like people that have an opinion of that topic, they have their opinion set. I don't think it's going to be swayed much. So, I think it really boils down to how Chris Wallace goes about it. What do yeah. you think? Yeah, I think uh, what you're saying is very accurate. I also think that Trump has been on a tear when it comes to attacking identity politics and this whole victimhood thing going on. Um, and his last, his 
last couple of speeches on that have been very, very... Um, like, as good as Ben Shapiro breaks this shit down. And I'm like, what the fuck are you... Is Ben Shapiro setting these <laughs> speeches for you? So whoever whoever's setting up these speeches for him and getting him to them talking points, keep doing that. Because he, he's even... He talked about how, like... I don't know if you've seen that diagram. I forgot where it came out uh, from where they were saying that, like, uh, rugged individualism is a white thing. Uh, Like, just shit that, like, you need to be a successful human being in in society. It's all white. Like, oh, if you're responsible, white. If you have good credit, you're white. And and, and Trump actually had, he broke that stuff down. That's that's the worst stuff. This is, you're hurting minorities by telling them this stuff well his administration just recently moved to end diversity training in all like federal facilities and and federal agencies and everything like that which obviously was a big push by obama the obama administration and it's good because number one on the 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 minority side of things a lot of them don't rock with that. Obviously, you and I don't rock with that type of shit. There, so you have a lot already that don't rock with that type of shit. Plus, you remove a lot of the stigma from white people. So it kind of lends itself to like a more comfortable environment. Yeah. And you sort of you sort of bolster that. So I think that did a lot. And I think that coincides with what you're saying in terms yeah. of, of like the cultural approach that Trump has taken and him being able to like understand it and break it down. Yeah. So And not only that, but I'm using all the stuff Joe Biden has been saying about black people. Oh, definitely. I'm using that shit. Just like I would use if I was Biden, I would use that COVID wood woodward shit. I'm using all that shit from Charlemagne the God to how you said that they weren't diverse. I'm using all of that. I think really the only thing Joe Biden has in this regard, because, yeah, they say Trump is racist, Trump is racist, but they don't really have anything to really anchor that assessment down. It's just talk. The only thing Biden really has is that what he his kind his go to, which I would imagine Trump is prepared for this already. Uh, when with the whole Charlottesville thing where Trump's like, oh, there were good and bad on both sides. Biden always brings that up. I know he's going to bring that up. So I would imagine that Trump has something prepared for that. Yeah. Other than that, though, what what does Biden have? Oh, it may be the, this idea that, that, like, for whatever reason, it's like, oh, well, he won't denounce. He won't. He Oh, he, he fans the flames. He... Well, yeah. but how I I don't know how he fans the flames. It's like, so are you of the belief that if he gets on TV and is like, y'all better not do that, they're gonna stop. Like, you know what I'm saying? I I don't know like what Biden yeah. thinks in his mind, but those are his go tos: the fanning of the flames and the the oh the good and there were good and bad on both sides. And then finally, the last topic: the integrity of the election. Yeah. I think that's huge. I think, and I think it's tough because you have Biden, who's definitely going to lean on oh Russia collusion. He's going to lean on all the, the the rhetoric from 2016. That's what he's going to lean on. He's also going to lean on Trump trying to uproot the election by not rocking with mail in ballots. Yeah, Trump is going to lean on 
the Democrats trying to uproot the election by rocking with mail-in ballots. Yeah. I, like what do you what do you think like how do you think that 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 pans out like wh- who do you do you think was gonna have the stronger argument that that one's tough but if 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 uh if i were trump i'd i'd say despite everything thrown at me i've done this i've done that i've done this uh foreign policy two nobel peace prize nominations well but not so much like in the realm of the accomplishments like in like the integrity of the election like so just 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 integrity yeah so it's like like in the sense of in the sense of is it going to be a legit election with the mail-in ballots should there be mail-in ballots like all of that stuff like like are we going to get an accurate result for who's going to be our president. Shit, yeah, th- and that's it's tough because that's going to be the the big main uh differentiator which is kind of funny too because uh you know there's an astronaut in space, female astronaut, and she's not <laughs> she's actually going to do an electronic version of that and like they're just going to like put it in so she's not even fucking with me ballots and she's in space <laughs> that's, that's how that's how sure she wants you know i don't know who she's voting for but how sure it is for her like i want it to be i'll do it electronically electronically and then they'll just pass it along so even she won't do mail and i don't even know if usps could get up there to <laughs> right but um i think i think there's a lot of discrepancies when it comes to the mail in ballot stuff and I would lean on the discrepancies. Um, and that's not going to help any of the sides, really. And it's really going to cause confusion. And at the end, for what? When all you could do is do what everyone's been doing when they go to the grocery store. Have a mask, Take social distance. Yeah. Have your sanitizer. So, so and I, if you yeah. really feel overly compromised, then do the absentee ballot, which, you know, you get vetted and it's a... A much more strenuous process than it's really like this banana republic ass fucking yeah mail in ballot shit that I don't see how anybody could feel good about it. If I, I was Trump, yeah. I would lean heavily on those ballots in Pennsylvania from the military that yes. were that were discarded and they were all pro Trump ballots. I'd lean heavily on that. Yeah. I lean I'd lean heavily on this investigation that James O'Keefe is doing, it's its trending right now. I don't know much about it, so I don't want to speak in depth about it. But all about the Nanomar. It, the, um, yeah, yeah it, like her district and, and some funny stuff going on yeah. with the ballots, the mail-in ballots there. I lean heavily on what you just said as far as if you could go to the store, take your precautions, everything like that. And I lean heavily on what I talked about previously not in this episode but i, I want to say it was last week's episode about how we are a sophisticated country and there's no reason that we should not know the day of election yeah. who the president is going to be especially when as of recent all the cdc numbers have been coming out and we see that covid isn't as bad as originally predicted it isn't as bad as the media was trying to make it out to be so I don't think it's that much to ask for people to go out and vote. Yeah. With precautions. It's not that hard. You uh, shop for groceries, you can vote. 
You're not. You're not even. You're touching your own ballot. You're touching your. Own, you're not going and 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 picking tomatoes that maybe somebody touched. If you really think about it, grocery shopping is more dangerous than voting. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree with that assessment. That is our episode for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will catch you guys after the debate. Enjoy it. Learn something. We'll see you guys next week. We're out. Peace. Peace.